Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and sometimes, accidentally, in spite of myself, something funny or interesting happens. This is Previously Live. We're in for the long haul, people, okay? It's been a while since we've done one of these, and that's because they're painful. Because it's like pulling teeth, alright? But I got a lot of teeth. I got like 30 or 40 of them? Maybe? I don't know how many teeth a person's supposed to have. I have the normal amount of teeth, okay? Who is censored more? Liberals versus conservatives. The middle ground. Get ready, people. Look at how happy this guy looks. This guy looks like he's about to pop a pog, you know? Wait, what's the normal amount of teeth? Wait, guys, how many teeth should I- 50 teeth is the normal amount? I have the normal amount of teeth, okay? Around 32? That sounds a bit better. Okay. Welcome back to Middle Ground, and thank you to our sponsor, yeah, Dashlane, for happy. making this episode possible. Make sure you stick around after the episode for a special offer from Dashlane. But first, here is Middle Ground free speech versus censorship. Yeah, buddy! Wait, is it free speech versus censorship, or is it who is censored more, liberals versus conservatives? Those are two different premises. Okay. Take, for example, like white supremacy. They don't go away because you censored them. Are they going to stop being a white supremacist? I don't give a f I do feel safer. We're going ha to hear a lot of bad arguments from both sides, I have a feeling. play a big part in facilitating hate today. Twitter, specifically, has banned a number of different accounts, not just the press. Well, they can do whatever they want. They're private businesses. I think that people should be able to say whatever they want online. However, I think that there should also be consequences. The president of one of the most powerful countries in the world doesn't have access to social media. I think platforms have a right to moderate content. We really have to be able to discern who gets a voice and what they're able to say. We need people in the conservative field to fight for our right to be conservative. As somebody who has experienced censorship, You have no right. I'm taking it away. What are we, the 20, 69th Amendment. Okay? No more. It ends up generating these chambers in which these ideas go completely unchallenged. And everybody kind of has to ask themselves, should everybody really be able to say what they want to say? Hi, I'm Mia Thomas. Um, I am a writer and the founder of Intersectional Environmentalist, which is an cool. online environmental media hub. Hi, I'm Lawrence. Uh, I'm a public policy analyst for San Bernardino County. Hi, I'm Bennett Kelly. I'm the founder. This is fucked up, okay? This is black privilege, all right? This guy comes here in some drab fucking suit. This guy comes here with the sick fucking fancy African color band, okay? This is privilege. The drip, all right? I'm a public policy analyst. For San Bernardino County. Hi, I'm Bennett Kelly. I'm the founder of the Internet Law Center, and I'm an attorney who represents victims of online harassment. Oh, I'm Michael. That's cool. uh, I'm 30. I'm conservative, and I work in finance. Looks like Richard Spencer. Uh, my name is Jerome. I'm a political science student. I am 21, and I'm originally from Massachusetts. Hello, I'm Joseph. I'm a, an accountant, and I'm working towards my CPA, and I'm a part-time poker player. The prompt is: the right is more censored than the left. Ooh, wait, hold on. Fuck, this is such a loaded question. 
I don't think that getting banned off Twitter is censorship. I consider censorship to be like the government actually cracking down on what you can say. If we're, tra if we're just treating it as the government cracking down on what you can say, like the government itself, then I would say historically the left is way the fuck more censored than the right. If we're talking about like Twitter bans, yeah, the right gets banned way more from Twitter because they keep violating TOS. Like, like you can't, like imagine if you have like three parties, like Republican, Democrat, and then like the N-word sayers, and they're all white people, and they their political belief is they want to say the N-word. Yeah, of course they're going to get banned from social media like all the time, okay? That's like, all right, is that them getting like censored for their political beliefs? Maybe, I, I don't know, it's just... I mean, we think it's obvious, right? Yeah, I mean, most, I mean, I'm assuming most of us are all conservative-ish, you know, in that spectrum, but I think that a lot has happened during the January 6th riots. That's why we see it more, and that's why it's more big of a problem now. You know, Parler can't even be on the App Store, or, you know, uh, I mean, Trump got kicked off Twitter. Didn't just today Parler get re-added to the Apple Store? Yeah, just today. This is 25 minutes ago. Apple will let Parler back onto the App Store. So, I'm, uh, I'm glad we can all agree that uh, Apple was only doing this for a couple months of clout. But uh, they're back to wanting to make money off those, uh, off those uh, purchases. I mean, he's the leader of the free world, basically, at least for the U.S., and, you know, he doesn't even have access to a social media platform. I don't know. I think there was Twitter, which was left-leaning, long before there was something yeah. like Parler. Mm -hmm. Well, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think that these echo chambers that are created as a result of censorship yeah. are a reaction. They're reactionary. They're not necessarily, they wouldn't exist by themselves if, if right-leaning people weren't being censored. Yeah. How old is this video? Uh, less than a month old. I disagree because usually when I think of conservatives, I do think of the party of law and order. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely something that Trump uh, spoke about often, like there are consequences to your actions. Maybe more people could read the terms and conditions and find a platform that they feel more comfortable with, like sure. Parler, 4chan. But what Trump said wasn't... Yeah, <laughs> Parler, 4chan. Yeah, no, I mean, again, this is true. If you're creating an online service, you have the right to decide what your community is going to look like. It's pretty simple. I think that's a fairly simple, straightforward rule. Like, this is the question that I have to ask to people who don't like TOSs, okay? How would you feel if you created a fan forum for, like, a, t a kid's cartoon show or something? You know what I mean? And you have, like, a little forum, but you can't have any TOS. So every once in a while, neo-Nazis go over there and they spam gore, they spam pornography, they spam... It's not illegal! That's not illegal! Nothing illegal about that. They just spam it, and the community is unusable by children. Is that acceptable? Well, no. Obviously, you need some kind of terms of service to regulate the behavior that people can engage in. Well, okay. What if you have a service like Twitter, and they uh, don't really like the idea of their community being overrun by, like, harassers and uh, bigots? Well, do we have a TOS there? Sure, yeah. There is a broader argument to be made that big tech has way more power than it should, and that's true, but TOSs aren't going away. They will always be a part of the ways in which we engage with online services. That is not changing. I don't think that should change either. Even if we're talking about some socialist utopia, I would still want there to be some kind of limit on the kind of behavior you can engage in online, because otherwise nobody's going to use these sites. 
really as bad as what I've seen other Democrats say. Well, I guess to not deflect, what should be the appropriate consequences when someone violates the terms and conditions? Is this the think of the children argument? No, it's not. I think it should be like a clear punishment, right? It shouldn't be a punishment, like especially for like being kicked off. It should be for everybody. Yeah. But if, if that is the solution, that has to be the solution for everyone. So no name, Sean King. Hey, no, hey, no name. What's up? <laughs> hey. Prominent left leaning activists that I know of. And they have been repeatedly banned from Twitter, suspended from Facebook, Instagram. I'm not defending any of them. And then when it happens also, to Candace like Owens and King. Ben Sharpiro, we hear conservative voices are being, but it's the exact same thing that was happening on the left that's now happening on the right. So I think the problem is you, the conservative, I don't see you, the conservatives that believe this rhetoric is being suppressed, mm -hmm. I don't think they know the other side is dealing with the same thing. There's no real history of which- All the real OG leftists on Twitter have made 137 accounts, okay? That's the, that's how you know, all right? I'm aware of left-leaning creators being blacklisted the way that guys like Alex Jones, James Woods, Donald Trump have been. Yeah. Alex Jones was on, on this journalistic scene for 30 years and they erased all 30 years of that. How about the White House? Journalistic scene. Oh God, this guy is lost. Oh man. If you're, if you're at a point, Alex Jones has openly admitted that nobody should take him seriously and that he does a bit. He does this to get out of lawsuits, by the way. If you're calling Alex Jones a journalist, then whoo boy, you are. This is the poli sci student? Okay. YouTube channel, they eliminated all of Trump's videos. All of them. Do you, do you not see the difference though? Because Sean King says abolish the police. And uh, you know, say Alex Jones, for example, says, Jewish people are, are the, uh, own most of the property in America. And if you want to, to deal with property owners deal primarily with Jewish people in 20. Has uh, Alex Jones JQ signaled? He probably has, right? There's no way he hasn't. I don't remember if he said that. I haven't seen him saying that, but he's probably said that. I assume he's, we're getting a direct quote here. Yeah. 15. So obviously there's a stark difference in rhetoric and consequence even. You call the virus Kung Flu and then a rise in uh, violence against Asian Americans. But who called it Kung Flu? President Trump. Did he say it directly though? Yeah, yes. yes. very directly. He tweeted it, yeah. He tweeted so, it. Uh, I, what? <laughs> uh, Okay, who said that though? Donald Trump. Oh yeah, did he actually say that though? Oh yeah, he did, like many times. Oh. There's, there are reasons for the differences and consequences, but I think if we understand that it's happening widespread, because I've seen people on the left say, kill cops, yeah. permanently banned, yep. permanently like done. Right. So I think we have to take a step back, remove ourselves from the box that we're in and kind of, okay, is it happening over here too? There's ideas that exist on and offline that are abominable, that I disavow unequivocally, but that I subscribed to when I was younger. You know, when I was younger, didn't understand what I was necessarily looking at, didn't have enough worldview or perspective to know that these were not good ideas. What is this But mean? because that they were censored by the forums that I was espousing them in, I never had the opportunity to have them challenged. I would never have the opportunity to have a conversation about why these were bad ideas. There was no purveyance of the ideological free market, and that's really the only way for these ideas to go away. Take, for example, like white supremacy. People who have those beliefs, those beliefs don't go away when you ban them from platforms. Those beliefs don't go away when you tell them to shut up. Those beliefs don't go away when you punch them in the face, you know, or when you revoke their rally permits. 
but when do we... So this right here is a really, really common argument used by everyone from neo-Nazis to just regular conservatives. And it's not true. Uh, the reason why platforming these figures is dangerous is because they have a, 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 a soapbox from which they can spread their ideology. If they get relegated to some tiny, like, little community off to the side, uh, they don't have the ability to do that. Deplatforming works. It works every single time. It always works. That's why they fear it so much. That's why they complain about it constantly. If deplatforming didn't work, then conservatives wouldn't spend 98% of every day sweating as they fear um, the consequences of the shit they say. That's just how it is. Draw the line. Because if, if somebody... Let's use Kung Flu, for example, what I said earlier. Let's say it's Alex Jones that says, oh, this is a Chinese virus. They brought it here. And then we see a rise in hate crimes against Asian Americans. Oh, wait, hold on. Somebody linked me this. You're ready for it. We can't engage beyond this. Oh, whoops. Oh, here it comes. Like, I don't think that lying by omission is right. Even if we're Oh, here it comes. If you lie, if you lie about, if you're a lawyer, <laughs> And you have say you have a lot of money, and then you lie. That's not rape. That's what he's gonna say. That's what this is. I don't think that's rape. If you pick a girl up in a nice car, but oh, how did I know? Is that rape? How do I know? Predicting valid counterarguments by saying them in a funny voice isn't the same as debunking those counterarguments. I don't know if he knows that. How do I know? You know what I must have done? I bet I went into the other room and I was just. Oh, there we go. It's gonna be a meme. Vosh ignoring the actual argument while taking the optically optimal position. This is another thing that his community does at this point, by the way. Anytime I say a thing that people will like and Destiny says something stupid, they say I'm only saying the right thing for optics. This is an argument they've been making a lot lately. The only reason I make the arguments that I do is like optically. It's like, it's not my fault that the arguments he makes are bad optically. I can't help that. Anyway, yeah, we don't need to engage with this. He's just having fun. What, when do we draw the line? Because he would still have the platform. Yeah, back I mean, 10 seconds. Yeah. They brought it here. And then we see a rise in hate crimes against Asian Americans. What, when do we draw the line? Because he would still have the platform. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we should deprive the people who are actually committing these crimes of the agency in committing them. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like they are doing that and they frankly would be doing that regardless of whether or not there was somebody who was, who was using inflammatory rhetoric online. That's exactly my point when I say these ideas don't go away. Mm -hmm. And then you feed that, those ideas. Wait, did I mishear this? Hold on, I'm sorry. People who are actually committing these crimes of the agency in committing them. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like they are doing that and they frankly would be doing that regardless of whether or not there was somebody who was who was using inflammatory rhetoric online. Okay, that is obviously and unquestionably bullshit. I don't know how anyone could believe that. Yeah, uh, dude, all the people who do racism, they would like just be doing it anyway, whether or not anyone made them racist. It's just all behavior is actually charted in the stars. And, uh, you know, it, and, and just, it's, you know, who we let talk and don't talk, eh, whatever, it's just having fun. Like, okay. That's exactly my point when I say these ideas don't go away. Mm -hmm. And then you feed that, those ideas, you build the anger. So, for example, if you right. ban a white supremacist or a huge white supremacist group from Twitter, they're still probably going to be white supremacists chilling and hanging out outside of Twitter. Right. But it would be harder for that white supremacist group on that platform to inflict harm True. towards black folks. Right? Because right. then I know... To inflict harm? and to recruit more people. A very critical, that's the one too. Very, very critical there. No longer, I do feel safer. So if I'm being harassed by a white supremacist group or someone who's saying that black people don't deserve to live, I do feel safer as a user. Are they gonna stop being a white supremacist? I don't give a fuck. 
topic. I don't care. They can do whatever right. the f they want to do. That's their free speech. However, it does make me feel a lot safer. Okay, I actually disagree with the way this argument is being made because it makes it seem like you should ban people just like exclusively to make minorities feel okay, which is, um, which is not a good argument. The argument is one, two. Not only does it make the community and the platform safer for the groups they would target, it's also better for the world because it means those communities can no longer exploit that soapbox to try to turn more people to their side. I just think the left is now catching more up to us and realizing that the censorship is- Guys! I know! The white dude made the white power signs. Chill. Holy shit, people are spamming it. I'll ban all of you, okay? You think fucking- You think the white power dude is authoritarian? I'll show you authoritarian. Holy shit, I know, okay? Stop! Jesus, fuck! ...is happening, and then now it's kind of touching their side too more, and maybe with Sean King you see it. You know, I've- Definitely seen it pick up more in the past few months on both sides. Oh, I mean, with the left, it's, I mean, yeah. the, the example I gave was from 2014. I know. That's been around so. for a while. Yeah, Even when you're looking at not, the civil rights movement and you're looking at the literal burning down of civil rights headquarters and things like that, my parents and my grandparents and my great grandparents in the civil rights movement were continuously policed and harassed for their beliefs, violently so, jailed for their beliefs. So sure. I find it almost, it's hard for me to compare when civil rights folks are being imprisoned and killed for their beliefs. However, because a conservative can't use Twitter, I'm supposed to feel bad. Oh, well, I don't think there's a comparison. That what, what I wonder is whether or not there is a leftist ideologue, someone who is similar to, to Alex Jones or, or someone like that that was blackballed from six social media platforms. Over Nobody on the left is as bad as Alex Jones. No, there isn't. And the reason for that is because we aren't like that. that that's the same. He's like, oh, I wonder if anyone's been treated as badly as Alex Jones. No, no one here is as bad as Alex Jones. So we don't... No Vosh Jimmy Dore is? Guy, Jimmy Dore is really bad. Jimmy Dore is nowhere fucking near Alex Jones. The people say Jimmy, uh, saying Jimmy Dore have never actually watched Alex Jones, okay? Jimmy Dore is really, 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 really bad. But Alex Jones is a whole entire multiple levels beyond, you know? Over the course of the yeah, right. Who? On the left, it doesn't really happen at all. Look at the look at what they. I'll be the leftist, like, Alex Jones. Abolish police. You know, give everybody healthcare. Like, it, what in that world? What in that realm would be like? You're done. You don't need to. You know, you're talking about killing people. So well, we're saying burn it all down this summer during the riots. Those oh, frogs. <laughs> but that's not. You know, that's but not that people. still hurt people's property. Yeah. You know, they build. They, they save that's their whole violence. savings. You know, two billion damages as a country. We need to say that violence is bad. Burning people's. <laughs> as a country, we need to say violence is bad. This is a position the country has not yet taken a stand on, but now it's finally time to say violence is bad. No, everyone thinks violence is bad. Jesus. You know, stuff right. is bad. And uh, killing. Uh, I think we need to give perspective to it. Yeah, it has to be content. Too. Yeah, because yeah. we can't say burning buildings is bad well, and not understand the reason as to why they're burning. I don't sure. agree with burning them, but we kind of got to give context to both. You know, we can't we can't just say this is all terrible. You know, I don't want to be anecdotal about this, but at the same, so my parents are, are immigrants. You know, yeah. they work for everything that they have. My mom, she came from a family of six. 
and she they didn't have a lot when they came to this country and mm -hmm. each each of their siblings including my mom they had to work for everything that they have yeah. and they made something of themselves so That's let's amazing. and then we also have rental properties so if one of them burned down because of a riot this is such a bullshit argument that any of so the lefties the people on the left the liberals they should be able to handle this just fine okay optically this is incredibly easy to handle all right Nobody is defending the riots and the damage caused by the riots. We're only saying that riots are caused by social unrest. If you want to fix that, you have to fix the social unrest. Take a look at any developing country that's going through a lot of internal strife right now. Let me ask you folks a question. Does cracking down on riots lead to less violence and social unrest in the future? Or does it escalate and spiral and get worse and worse and worse because the underlying problems are never addressed? It always escalates because there are millions and millions of people in your country. There are only so many police and the police are themselves people. There will be outages. There will be uh, firings and breaks and blue flus where cops decide not to go in that day because they're sympathetic to whatever cause the cops are supposed to be cracking down on. And the, yeah, no, it just doesn't work that way. This is simple, okay? The rioting is bad. If you want the rioting to not happen... Fix the social problems that cause it. It's that simple. That's that's our life savings right there. We put a lot of money into that. Do you know, so I guess let's take it back to the civil rights movement, because mm -hmm. usually I think the, the future sometimes is a better indicator of what's like morally right and wrong. I lived about 10 minutes from Ferguson mm -hmm. and was there when those buildings were burning down, and it was incredibly terrifying. But I also remember the business owners who said, I can replace my windows. What I can't replace is a lost child. So hearing those business owners. That's very sweet, but do business owners actually say that? Is that a thing a business owner would say? Maybe, maybe some very nice business owner. Hearing them, I can talk about them hypothetically and how I hypothetically think they might feel, but I also can talk about people who had their own buildings of burnt course, down. You know this that. is a bad argument, by the way. The argument she's making right now is essentially saying that the riots are fine because they're like saving the kids who died, but riots lead to more people dying. So her argument here is not internally consistent. The argument she's making is like, yeah, I can replace the windows, but not the kids, but the riots break the windows and kill the kids. So you're basically giving ammunition to the conservatives here. It's not really a good counter argument. And people, people who do say that they are, they're on like, you know, the Black Lives Matter side, of Not course. Not necessarily. A well, lot sure. of them are white. But at the same time, you know. Wait. He didn't say are black. He said are part of Black Lives Matter. White people can be part of Black Lives Matter. Wait. Hold on. Oh, boy. Don't send a liberal to do a leftist job. Like, I go back to business because, you know, I'm an accountant, you know, I care about the numbers and all that stuff, but... And I care about black lives. I, I care about I, Yeah, we all care about black lives, but also, too, like, a lot of misinformation was spread about those riots, too, with the hands up, don't shoot. I, they said that he was facing backwards, and they found out that he wasn't, and he didn't right. have his hands up. You're talking about last year, or...? No, no, talking about Michael Brown. That's what started that. Yeah. Let's just, let's just well, not go Wait, who, wait, which, which death are we talking about? I'm sorry, there have been so many... Black people killed by cops. W uh, Michael Brown? Oh, God, it's been so long. I don't even remember. I don't even remember the circumstances of Michael Brown's death. I'm not going to lie. I genuinely do not remember. Spreading the misinformation, and then it also... And also, if you'd like to have the perspective... Also, the actual circumstances... Oh, Mike Brown was 2014? Oh, 
he's the loose sig guy. No, Eric Garner was the loose sig guy. That one was fucking crazy. The Eric Garner shit was way the Eric Garner shit was one of the most overtly bad kill like cop killings that have ever been tied to BLM. That was really, really, really bad. Um the wait, the sig thing was Mike? Wait, wasn't it Eric Garner? Wait, Eric Garner. Wait, am I I'm sorry, there have been so many. No, yeah, Eric Garner uh, died in New York Police Department chokehold in 2014. Yeah, I was correct, yeah. Anyway, that one was crazy. Anyway, um... Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Okay, continue. So I was there that day, unfortunately. Yeah. Also, I heard my smoothie arrived. I want my smoothie, hyena. I heard the doorbell. I want it. And we can talk about censorship. So after he was killed, he was on the ground for four hours. Our radio stations were turned off and our news stations were turned off. So we didn't have information as to what was going on, which I so agree, like allowed misinformation to spread. Exactly. However, to say that... So no, I'm not agreeing with you, but I'm saying maybe like know what the people in that community were faced with before speaking yeah. on something that you don't no, know. No, it's terrible. That's, that's terrible. Okay, gotcha. The censorship of those... Uh, I don't like this argument either. A lot of misinformation spreads about stuff like that, but it's always going to happen. Misinformation is always going to be a component of massive civil unrest. People are heated. Um, bad information circulates over social media faster than fact checkers can correct it. That's always going to be a thing, and it's always a problem. It's not good. It shouldn't be a problem, but it is. But it's also an inevitable component of any kind of civil unrest. So let's focus on the underlying issues here, okay? Let's focus on the fact that black people die disproportionately to cops. Let's talk about police treatment of black people. Let's talk about the criminal justice system. Let's talk about poverty. We need to talk about the systemic issues here. Radio stations is awful, and I think yeah. it contributed to a lot of a lot of misinformation. Not That's just not just misinformation, but pain. Down. Pain and, and, dis and destruction that happened within those communities yeah. because the people weren't being given the information they were entitled to. Yeah. You know, I think that in itself is an argument against censorship for sure. Okay. That's incredibly disingenuous. The idea that the earlier conversation on censorship with regards to TOS violations has anything to do with fact checking during like civil unrest, these are completely unrelated points. I don't like, the, the, why did the Jubilee people give that guy the last word? Like, that was some kind of salient point. That had nothing to do whatsoever with the censorship they were talking about. Tech companies should be allowed to ban whoever they want. Tech companies should be allowed to ban whoever they want. Uh, I don't think that tech companies or social media platforms should ban people for protected class reasons. Uh, race, gender, age, sex, nationality, religion, that kind of stuff. Um, I guess there are some forums that are, like, all women, I guess? I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think those should be protected. Apart from that, though, for, like, political opinion or behavior, I think that's acceptable. Wait, we're all- wait, you all agree? <laughs> it's a hard one, honestly, because it- is it whoever, just based on what they deem is wrong? Like, uh... I don't know. You know, I, I worked in a country club once and they had this strict dress code for employees. And oh, wait, you should absolutely be able to ban some people based on age. <laughs> wait, there, hold on. I was just listing protected classes. Well, what, an asterisk there. Age is not acceptable. For some sites, you should be able to ban people of certain ages. Not that those bans ever really work, but. For members, I mean, you can, as long as it's legal, 
You right, should, that's the one right. caveat. I mean, yeah. you can't say no Jews, no, yeah. no whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. yeah, as long as they, they have a set terms and conditions, then yeah, they can ban whoever they want. They shouldn't just ban whoever, you know. Well, I think they should be able to say, okay, you're, <laughs> you're done. Even if it doesn't necessarily impede on the terms and conditions. Basically, our, I think what we're having is a free market response, saying right. they let them do what they want and let consumers go where they are, but you have to have a functioning free market yeah. where people can go somewhere else. But they can't right now, though. That's the problem. Who, who wouldn't be able to go to the Parler, Parler, Parler would be being removed from yeah. the apps yeah. on web services and but, App Store and but, basically it's an antitrust law kind of thing because basically they're trying to create a monopoly between all the social media like Twitter and Facebook. Wasn't the argument for removing Parler from the web store was because the um, admins of Parler were doing nothing to remove all the death threats and calls to violence on the platform? That that was it, right? Like. Parlor, the people on Parlor were like, they were like orcs, like, like raging, like death threats. Yeah, people were planning terrorist activity. People were losing their shit. It was, be, it was being used to criminate or coordinate criminal activity. I thought they dropped it because they didn't want to be associated with that, which is their right. And yeah. I think that's what I got off of it. I've actually talked to an owner of one platform who says they do more to combat hate speech on a you know, per, per person basis than you know, some of the larger entities, but they still can't get picked up on um, you know, Apple and, and, the, and the Google right. Play. That's my and, problem. Um, the, the market isn't functioning properly then. Like, okay, should Twitter have the leader of Hezbollah be on Twitter? They're listed as a terror group. By the UN, by the EU and the US. Well, they've been he's still on Twitter. They've been sued over that. I mean, have they? You know, and, have and, they... and they've been sued over that as long as the. I think it depends. By the way, I don't actually have a problem with extremist leaders like that being on social media as long as they're not using it to recruit. Sometimes you can use platforms like that just like to broadcast, um, and I think that could be more defensible. But I don't know. I'd have to think about that actually. Like, I wouldn't want people like ISIS leaders like recruiting off Twitter. But I don't know, maybe broadcast what? Um, probably like diplomatic intention, I imagine. I don't know, like ISIS, I don't know how often they dip their toes into diplomacy. But if you take something like the Taliban, um, the Taliban, I think, has tried to engage in some diplomatic action in the regions they control. I wonder if like that would be acceptable. I don't actually know. Yeah, just existing on social media can be a kind of recruitment. That's true. Of course, realistically speaking, if you actually had, like, yeah, they could post recipes. If you actually had an ISIS leader on Twitter, I feel like they'd get ratioed every time they tweeted, and that'd be kind of funny, right? You know what I mean? Like, like, like you, you got an ISIS leader, and they're like, uh, yeah, we're going to establish a caliphate. Fuck you. Uh, and then they get like 600,000 quote tweets of fucking people who live in Wisconsin posting pictures of them on a pickup truck with a bunch of guns next to them. I don't know. <laughs> Gonna get you. Like that kind of thing. I don't know. Vosh and ISIS leader, but not Trump. I'm just spitballing. The reason why Trump was uh, kicked off was because he was directly responsible for initiating and encouraging an insurrectionist attack on the Capitol that very nearly led to the death of political officials. Not because Trump is bad. If ISIS people were doing shit like that, then obviously they should be kicked off as well. I was just wondering if there was any capacity by which extremist leaders could exist on that platform. Um... Don't ISIS leaders do that, Lamal Vosh? Then if they did, they would get kicked off. Well, I, what about this is complicated? 
what does ratioed mean? It means when a tweet gets more comments or quote tweets than it does likes, basically. Tweets aren't promoting yeah. terror or violating it's the also terms. A that's party. the yeah. That's the Hezbollah is a political party in Lebanon. Parliament. I know Bin Laden's dead, but if he were alive, and he what do you mean if Vosh? Of course, ISIS does that. I'm gonna kill myself in Minecraft. If ISIS did that, then they'd be banned. I was just saying if there was some broad rep account that existed, like I, like some weird like affiliate like diplomatic thing. If they did anything dicey, they get banned. They're probably gonna get banned anyway. I was spitballing. I'm not committed to this idea. Jesus Christ. If I say something that's so non-committal, it frustrates me when I have to correct you people because you're not even understanding the non-committal thing that I'm saying. God, we can't say in Minecraft anymore. No! Oh my god. Minecraft is a video game. Based on info provided by the FBI, the government understands it is common for persons discussing criminal activity online to refer to such activity as occurring in Minecraft to conceal the true nature of that thing. They fucking figured us out! They fucking fi- This is COINTELPRO 2.0. God damn it! Fuck! What are we gonna do now? Who told them? Who tattled? What have you fucking rats told them? Uh, yeah, it looks like in Roblox is gonna be the next one. He made a Twitter, and he didn't tweet anything that violated the terms and condition to his point, wouldn't they be able to still stay on the platform? Vosh, I want you to imagine if ISIS was just posting recipes to make them appear better. Isn't that already bad? Do you... Do you think ISIS could... Again, I don't care about any of this. Do you think they could salvage the reputation with falafel recipes? Stop. Shut up. Please, stop. That also, that would be very funny, okay? That, in fact, I'm now... No, I'm committing to this now, okay? I want ISIS to have a cooking Twitter account. Alright? That's it. No politics. It's run by ISIS. And all they do is post recipes. Okay? What if they were really good recipe? Yeah, I mean... I think that should be fair because I you need what? I agree, they should just ban them. Maybe, maybe match. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, if they have a set guidelines and set rules, they shouldn't, like, and they follow them, then why would you kick them off in the first place? That whole I mean, segment was a mess. Terms and conditions, I think they they can ban whoever they want, but I guess just a hypothetical. If all of a sudden they were like, "We don't want to see breastfeeding, so we're going to ban everyone just because we want to," technically they can because they're a private, you know, business entity. But I guess morally, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. I want to agree, you know, but I feel like if we if I do agree, then I feel like I would be giving social media and tech companies far too much importance right. you know uh, yeah. people exist without social media i don't think if you ban somebody that's like a morally egregious act i think you'd be shocked the number of people especially like my age and younger who get their news exclusively from social media my worry about it yeah that's true
That is a thing. Including you people, by the way. YouTube is social media. Is that it, the algorithms of these companies do not incentivize nuance. Yeah. So a lot of the time you see, like, what trends is what is getting clicks, and a lot of the yeah. time that's controversy. But you sometimes, know? too, though, they artificially put things that are trending up there that really aren't. Well, the uh, problem is really, it's yeah. the Wizard uh -oh. of Oz. Reddit I mean, did that and heard, Twitter does that, too. We don't know what those algorithms are, but there are suspicions that they are trying to fuel conflict. Right. And conflict creates clicks, which creates comments, which creates engagement. And so in some ways, social media is, is dividing us as much as it is bringing people together. I feel like this guy hasn't contributed any talking points that are explicitly in favor of his side just yet. In this big platform. Oh, they definitely profit off of the division, yeah. too. When we talk about the terms and agreements, it's... It the reason I really don't like this line of thought is that there is a clear very, very clear difference between the degree to which the right and the left engage in editorialization and outright misinformation online. There is a huge difference between those two. Um, it is certainly the case that plenty of misinformation spreads on left-leaning social media, but the right has fucking QAnon. The right had Stop the Steal, okay? Nothing the left does comes even close to that. I mean, not within a mile. So I don't like this like hand wavy, oh, we all have problems type things, because there are clear differences between the quality of information received on either side of the aisle. It's interesting because there's no there's nothing that says incitement of violence. But if we do put incitement of violence, then Trump didn't really incite I believe he didn't incite them because he didn't say, Oh, go to the Capitol and you know yeah, beat them break up. down the doors yeah. and the windows. But you have people on you know I, during the Black Lives Matter movement saying, be, be restless, oh, you know, break down stuff, you know, punch a Nazi in the face. Maybe if you communicated with those people, you would know that a lot of people were banned. There were mass bannings of Black Lives Matter supporters. That is true. A lot of people don't talk about it, but there were a fuck ton of people who got kicked off social media uh, during and after the George Floyd uh, riots and protests because they were explicitly encouraging violence. But Since Antifa. 2014, I personally don't know anyone who identifies as Antifa. That's usually something that That's I hear I as like a talking point on the right. But personally, I, I know they exist. But I don't know much about them, so I'd love for you to explain. So I mean, I, they are getting banned, I, I right? I personally don't think so because, like, I think like maybe small people like because I, I focus on my big social yeah, justice account showing. I, I feel like it's like larger people who actually sit in violence, like Maxine Waters. And, I mean, Chris Cuomo, Don Lemon, like Chris Cuomo inciting violence. He said, like, who's, yeah. who said, who said protests it. have to be peaceful? Yeah. I think a good... That's not inciting violence. I don't know about the Maxine Waters thing. Saying who said proteins, uh, protests have to be peaceful is not necessarily inciting violence. I, I don't think so. I don't think that falls within the purview. Good, um, a good basis point to, like, look at that from is, is whether or not... Get your protein. Someone who goes on and incites violence, who is a politician, is yeah. being treated differently than like someone who goes on and incites violence and is a protest organizer. I think as as a concern, yes, the inequitable enforcement of terms. No, it's, God, this frustrates me so much because this is so inequitable. What you see on the left is usually there's a lot of social unrest that's caused by um, that's caused by longstanding socioeconomic issues, you know, and that 
unrest is uh, catalyzed by some incident like police violence, and it leads to widespread protests. And some of those protests are not peaceful. Some of them have elements of rioting. And usually what you see is people on the left being like, yeah, fuck the system, burn it all down, yeah, okay? I think that that is a far cry from what people accused Trump of. Because Trump and his team, as the presidential administration, spent months aggressively lying. And all conservative commentators backed him on this. I mean, everybody backed him on this. They all fell in line to push the narrative that the election was being stolen. And Trump pushed this narrative for months and months. He constantly signaled he was not going to give up the election, that anything could needed to be done in order to stop the steal, that um, patriots would rise up, that Mike Pence was a cuck for not um, blocking the, uh, the electoral count. And um, he went as far as to encourage and essentially direct the mob of rioters who ended up attacking the Capitol building on the 6th. I mean, he was there at the protest, and then they went and marched, like, what What was it, a mile and a half to get to the Capitol building? How, how far was it? I mean, Trump didn't just, like, tweet, yeah, you know, fuck him up, no. Trump very, very specifically coordinated, catalyzed, incited, and then pushed a group of people into doing what happened. And then even after it happened, he essentially said that, you know, oh, you're all so special, you're fantastic, you're all patriots, but we have to go home now. He couldn't even own up to the severity of what he did. This is wildly different, wildly different than anything you can accuse people on the left of having done. Yeah, and he justified it afterwards, additionally. And... After the attack on the Capitol began, it took him a long time to actually tweet or signal anything requiring them to stop. Terms and conditions is a concern to me on whatever side it's on. And I think back to their various examples. I mean, I think one good one is the Covington kids. Are you guys oh, familiar yeah, yeah. with this? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Where a lot of people were putting things like, oh, we're going to kill these kids. We're going to feed these kids into the wood chipper, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they weren't. That's true. That shit was really bad. This was so bad for the left. This shit was deceptively edited to make it look like the kids were like bullying or like running up on these older people. And there were literally hundreds of thousands of left-leaning people online who were like fantasizing about kicking the shit out of this kid. He's like a kid. Like, even if he's the smuggest little bitch kid in the world, like the optics of everyone on the left, like, yeah, like, losing their shit, like, that fucking smug-ass fucking piece of shit should have shot him, like, yeah, like, no. Some people, when they just see this face, they just get, like, run into a blood rage. For a lot of liberals and leftists, this kid's face is, um, this is your equivalent of, like, the, um, Big Red. This is, this is what you see, a lot of people on the left. It's the equivalent. This is horseshoe theory, okay? You, a lot of liberals see this and get incited into the same kind of insane behavior that, that people on the right see this and get incited to do. That wasn't good. That wasn't good at all. We're going to kill these kids. We're going to feed these kids into the woodshed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they weren't really getting banned from it. Yeah. And there was postulation in right-leaning circles that it was because those kids were wearing MAGA hats. Cancel culture is a conversation that has been happening in liberal spaces as well. Maybe we just, we don't have like 
Fox. I don't know. We have these other stations, but maybe it's just not reported on a lot. However, I do hear so many conversations about cancel culture, forgiveness, and accountability happening in liberal circles as well. Spreading lies. It's true. Even Lindsay Ellis did the video on cancel culture. I'm, I was so happy about that Lindsay Ellis video because I'm really glad the left is dropping this bullshit pretense that there's no such thing as cancel culture, okay? What we need to do is say, yeah, cancel culture's real, people are freaking out, people are trying to get each other fucked over over nothing on social media, but hey, sure is crazy how Matt Gates called it cancel culture for him to be investigated for child sex trafficking. That's what you need to do. You need to point out like, okay, sure, cancel culture exists, but you notice how uh, conservatives... You notice how conservatives will call shit cancel culture when it's really just them being, <laughs> them doing really horrible shit? Should be protected as free speech. My thing here is that I think we have to be very attentive to who- Yeah, here's a less smug picture of that kid. Thank you, chat. Okay? Look at him. He's like a little, he's like a little baby. Okay? Don't, you can't get too mad at this little baby. Come on. Little baby. Who we make the arbiter of the truth. When I think about lies and like people's lies, you know, I think about people's truths, you know, people's perspective, people's opinions. And, you know, that should be protected in that sense because if you feel something and you believe in something or you have an opinion on something, that is your truth. That is, well, maybe to some people it's a lie. Maybe to the most of the people it's a lie. But that's your truth and you have the right to say your truth, right? When Donald Trump started this campaign of, you know, the. What do we mean by free speech here? Spreading lies should be protected as free speech. Isn't it already? Why do we misuse these terms? Free speech just means that you're protected from the government. The government can't arrest you for lying unless you do it in a contract or you engage in libel or slander. It's already protected as free speech. That's already the case. If we're talking about should lying be a violation of TOS, then I think that depends on the type of lie. The election was rigged. He actually does believe that. That is his truth. It's, it seemed like a lie to a lot of people on the left, sure. probably some people on the right. And, but he has the right to say that. You know, there's nothing yeah, in the exactly. Constitution. There's no, there's no law saying. Well, the question that begs is who, who says whether it's a lie? Yeah. Who decides it's a lie? Yeah, who's the arbiter, that, like you said? If we allow lies to be spread as part of, like, a free speech, then we have what we have now currently is... No, don't take the anti-free speech side. You have, to, you have to actually specifically say lies are already protected under free speech. You, you can't be arrested for lying, again, unless we're talking some kind of legal or contractual uh, a situation, or if it's libel or slander. Don't, don't adopt the anti-free speech position. I think 500,000 people now died of coronavirus, and a lot of them were died on account of just lies. You know, if you if you wear a mask, you know, uh, you you can't breathe in it. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't have to social distance. This is a liberal hoax. So if we protect lies in the realm of free speech, they have real life, real time consequences. Okay, he's arguing then about TOS, not about the government. Okay. Yeah, I'm totally fine with social media banning people for lying about COVID. It's a once-in-a-century pandemic, and literally millions more people than needed to have died will have died because of uh, conservatives grifting off of the misinformation. We're talking about an additional death toll that's comparable to major wars, and it's going to be caused exclusively 
by conservatives posturing and macho man-savaging their way around the virus. Yeah, we, we protect people from certain things that are dangerous. And if I said, you know, or, you know, take this placebo, don't, you know, because it'll cure cancer and people did that and died, that would be dangerous. Theoretically, you would be liable, correct? I would if be you, liable. If you too, use yes. your credentials yeah. to say, drink this and it will cure your cancer, and right. someone did that, you would be liable. But what that is complicated. I think that depends, doesn't it? I know there are, there was a case in Japan where a person did a little, life hack video with making popcorn which required um with homemade equipment and some kids replicated the experiment but they misused it and like it burned them and they i think that woman was held legally liable i don't know the extent to which people are made liable for the consequences of misinformation they spread would cbs give me your time for a commercial for that no can we complain as conservatives that there's not enough fact was that china not the japan right? There's yeah, the kid there's died. One kid died on the left, but there needs to be someone to take to. Scopes is on the left? Oh, yeah. How does the yeah. fact check become? Yeah, the, owner, the facts the are... But that wasn't even misinformation, I don't think. The video presented the right way to do it. The kids just didn't do it properly. So is that misinformation? Maybe it's irresponsible to make videos like that at all, or maybe it needed more disclaimers or something. I don't know. Donates. Last I check, facts. Yeah. Well, if they're actually a fact check. Well, yeah. are there any that you all support that we could like look into, or do you think that's something that like Republicans could try to? That's make what more, I mean. Like, that's there needs to be. I personally yeah. think that I personally think that Snopes and Politico are by and large very accurate. Yeah. I think. Oh well, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, continue, please. No, I think that they're that by and large very accurate, but I think as with literally any media source, I mean, you yeah. can't look at... No, there's nothing that will be the unequivocal truth. Right. Wait, yeah, Cindy, you're completely right. As I understand it, um, uh, uh, megachurch founders aren't held legally accountable for their, um, their followers dying of diseases that they encourage them not to go to doctors for. Homeopaths aren't held legally liable when people die after taking their homeopathic remedies rather than going to the actual doctors. There are actually, there's a multi-billion dollar industry in this country for people trying to pass off pseudoscience as medicine, and I don't think people get arrested for that, even if they're directly responsible for it. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't think, even when we're talking about um, people using a position of power to lie to others in a way that gets them directly hurt or killed, I still don't think they're legally liable. Probably because of free speech protections. America is extremely um, lax when it comes to uh, um, provisions on free speech, which I generally like, though obviously sometimes it has pretty dire consequences. There's no denying that. There is nothing, what you know, you so you need to like Some look at, I mean, well, you need to look at it and know that it's being method. written from a yeah. place of body. Oh, I mean, sure, like hydroxychloroquine is not going to like cure you of COVID. Yeah. Right, you know? but that's not liberal or conservative, that's just true. It's stupid or, or guess, not right. stupid. It depends. Right. Yeah. it depends, it depends if it's like an opinion and then it also depends if people, like politicians love throwing out different statistics and studies and things like that and I was like a little... Isn't it illegal to lie about a product? There's always a way around it. There's always, always, always a way around it. Um, and you can't sue for malpractice if they're uh, if they phrase things appropriately in a legal way. I mean, I know that because if if it was possible to sue like mega church pastors, then people would have already milked these guys for hundreds of millions. 
sciencey person, I do believe in the scientific method for the most part, and I think that things should be tested over and over and over again. And I think providing those, like if a politician is saying a statistic, I think there should be some sort of fact-checking right. body. However, may, I am totally on board with there being a fact-checking body that is, say, 50% Republican, 50% right. Democrat. I think that's that's totally fine. There is political bias, I'm sure, in the Snopes realm. Somebody on the corporate board is liberal. You said the CEO, fine. But there is true and untrue. And if we begin to link those two with like political affiliations, then it's dangerous because we have no realm of truth. There are lies that are harmful, Lawrence, like you were describing. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of lies that are harmful and have caused a lot of harm, but giving the government the power to arbitrate what yeah. is and isn't true, That's a I think story. can also yeah. cause a lot of harm as well. We're far more. This is, this is one of those really difficult questions. If you decide that people should be punished for lying, how do you fact check? And that's a really, really difficult question because there are a couple of roads that you can go down with this one. Sometimes information can be objectively determined to be factually correct or incorrect. But even then, you have considerations like tone, sarcasm, are this, is this person being serious? Is it a joke? Is it a meme? Um, you can legally get around situations like that. In situations where a person intends to have their word taken seriously and will stand by that in court, how do you determine what is or is not true? How do you know that the fact checkers are or are not partisan? It's really, really difficult to do. Um, yeah, I don't know if we're talking TOS or legal talk. There are ways around this problem, of course. It's always going to be a little bit technocratic, but if you do believe there should be legal consequences for pushing misinformation, you're going to need some kind of neutral advisory board that'll fact check this stuff. It gets really complicated, but unfortunately, the subject of discussion here is so vague and inconsistent that I don't even know what specific issues we're trying to address. Are we talking TOS or legality? What kind of lies? Like, what situations? Or uh, we should worry far more about the, the social sphere than the governmental sphere because we have the First Amendment. Yes, yeah. yeah. First Amendment should trump all. That's at least where I stand. Yeah, for the right. government. Right. I think for individuals too. Well, no. I mean, the First Amendment is about government restriction on speech. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of people that yeah. say I, I got banned on Twitter, and my First Amendment rights were violated. Thank you. No, that, that's a private. Yeah, it's a private yeah. company. Thank I get you. It. Some people should not have a platform. We all got to agree. Some, come, some people. Oh, the, the, the lawyer actually disagrees. You know, this kind of goes against my freedom of speech outlook, but like we were saying before, like, uh, I don't want to see Hezbollah having, you know, a Twitter feed, or I don't want to see, you know, ISIS having a Twitter feed. There's definitely a fine line, you know. I, I can't say everyone deserves a platform. There's this thing called the paradox of tolerance. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it's essentially saying that if we're tolerant of everybody, if we give everybody a voice, and we're like, all right, everything everybody says is okay as long as you feel that way. If we're tolerant of everything. Would you ever do one of these? I feel like you'd do so well. I would love to do one of these. Uh, I signed up on the casting call, but I haven't gotten an email yet. Maybe I should push them harder. I feel like I have enough clout to, like, maybe flex a little bit. Like, hey. Get me in. Blair White got in one of these. You know, there are YouTubers who get in these. Then eventually our tolerance will be snuffed out by people that are intolerant. I think if they're causing harm, so like you that's all were all exactly. saying, that's when, and like serious, serious harm, I don't think. Wait, hold on. Vosh, you said you're okay with cracking down on lies relating to COVID because of hundreds of thousands of people died and it's one specific thing. What about climate change? I want to be perfectly clear. The people who are responsible for pushing the climate denialism should be tried at the fucking Hague. That is not a joke, and I will not elaborate.
think that we should encourage that. So whether that's like the illegal trade of an endangered species or that's a terrorist organization, I think as a society we should kind of. The reason why I didn't uh, come forward is because, you know, I think it goes back to cancel culture in a sense, like people who have been expoused from society because they did something so wrong is that. Cancel, cancel culture. Yeah. And, you know, people do bad things and people have committed like terrible things to people or someone or, you know, group okay. of people. But I think forgiveness should be an element and people should have their chance to get back on their platforms by, I don't know, doing something. I, I personally don't know what the social media companies would do, but. It's also like, I guess, deplatforming versus banning versus just people not really wanting to mess with them anymore. And usually the people who are really vocal about cancel culture sometimes are people who they still have their platform, they still have their Twitter, they still have yep. their Instagram. Yeah. They're just mad that society has been like, R. Kelly, we don't like you <laughs> or like you know what we don't like that you caused a bunch of harm to people some people some people say cancel culture is social ostracization sometimes it's bans sometimes it's legal action it's like oh my what the fuck are we even talking about the other thing i think about with deplatforming is that you rob somebody of their opportunity for absolution so if alex jones were to decide and for somebody whose platform is their livelihood not whose platform or who who has a livelihood outside of their platform like jk rowling when you take that away from them, if he were to suddenly turn around and he were to say, okay, the frogs aren't gay, you know, and like he was this, right about the frogs, these though, people aren't controlling weird. the weather, he would have no platform to come and say that. Which No, hard dis... No, come on. If you're a massive public figure who gets deplatformed and you have a heel turn and you change your mind, the, there, will, there are news outlets that'll have you on to talk about that. You have the ability to express yourself. That isn't true. I consider to be a problem. Am I the only one that's not um, in favor of this whole like forgiveness, you can come back thing? I, it depends, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, because uh, I feel like the depends on the degree. Yeah, because I feel like I hate cancel culture. I hate the notion yes. that we can essentially exile somebody. Yes. But on the same hand, I still believe that consequences are real. Yeah, if, you have, if you do something that causes lasting damage, then you need lasting consequences. You know, if, we, if somebody is a manslaughter, we put them in jail for life. If somebody, you know, does something to, to harm somebody for a, over a long period of time, you should not be able to redeem yourself and come back to the same place that you were when you caused that harm. You're gonna have a niche. Wait, you shouldn't be able to return to the same place you were when you caused that harm. That I agree with. But that doesn't mean you can't absolve people of bad things they've done in the past. Oh, oh God, everybody's so nonspecific in these panels. I never have any fucking idea what anyone's talking about. Yeah, so you. <laughs> this isn't about punishment, it's about consequence. If a person on a platform is dangerous and you want to remove them from that platform because they violated TOS and because the world would be better without them, that's your right. And if they change and become a better person, that's good, and we should accept that. If they do become a better person, we should be open to that possibility. Rehabilitation is, what's leftist, is what leftist justice is supposed to be about, though I don't think any lefties actually fucking believe in it, judging from the way people talk about me. But, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean they should be given back all the power they used to have.
audience like Alex Jones I'm sure he still right, has yeah, dedicated people audience. but to say that everybody needs to forgive you oh no I don't pers it but depends on your religion it depends on so many different things but yeah but I think people are able to come back to some extent but they're hating on the fact that they're not able to make as much money I can think of personal instances where I had opinions that were heard out of context that were oh, no. rather moderate or something like that oh, no. where people had very visceral reactions and immediately things started to come apart. Oh, and right. I wished for more of a chance to be heard. And like, I want, I'm not gonna state these things, but they were not anywhere near the vein of what I was I talking disavow. about earlier. Mm. These were things that were just kind of unpopular and right, easy to take out of context. And I wished that I had more of a chance for people to hear me out as opposed to kind of react viscerally from the start. And I think there's also personal accountability. So for example, if I say something online and a bunch of people, whether they're my followers, especially if they're people who I know and trust and they have a really visceral reaction to it, sometimes I think what's missing on social media is that moment for self-reflection of like, did I say something that may have hurt other people? Can I get curious about it? I might not agree with that person being hurt, but can I at least empathize with it? Or do I want to get back on social media and say everyone is silencing me so then I can have a more niche audience of people who only agree with me? Because at this point, I think that most people just want to feel seen, heard, and validated on the left and on the right. And I think there are a lot of people on the right that do not feel seen, heard, and validated. I'm not going to say that what you all are feeling is a figment of your imagination. I think it's coming from somewhere and needs to be attended to. You know, you see all these bad things about happening to you know, Trump supporters and like they're getting their car key or stuff like that. And then my parents are, are always like, you know, maybe you should just keep it to yourself. And that's a shame because I thought we lived in a society where we could talk about, you know, different different ideas and we had that platform to have that free speech and, you know, to have a healthy debate. A lot of people fetishize discourse. Okay? I'm about to drop a massive black pill on you guys, okay? Are you ready for it? Okay? Discourse is like swimming in a lake. Okay? And everyone likes the idea of swimming in a lake. Everyone likes the idea. It's a beautiful lake surrounded by mountains. You know, you can see snow caps up on the top. There are hot bikini babes on the pier. There are some people fishing off in a boat. Everyone likes the lake. It's a beautiful lake, okay? And whenever people talk about the lake and swimming in such lake, they always imagine it how it used to be. What they don't remember, and what they don't talk about, and sometimes what they willfully pretend not to acknowledge is that the fact has been, uh, the lake has been a toxic dumping ground for about, let's say, all of human history. The lake is fetid, polluted, okay? The thick layer of sludge caked on top is so strong that when you, you can jump down into the lake and skid on it for a bit before you finally sink down to the liquid layer, okay? But when people talk about it, they just talk about the lake. They don't talk about all the problems in it, all right? Discourse is great. I like the concept of discourse, okay? The problem is, discourse only functions if it takes place in a certain set of contexts that enable it to be productive. And that is not what discourse is right now. Discourse is wildly tainted right now, at this moment. It does not serve its proper and intended function of allowing the best ideas to rise to the top because there are people with power and interests that incentivize the proliferation of ideas which are, in fact, not very good. That's the problem. Conceptually, 
the ideal of the free marketplace of ideas is something that I agree with. I like that. I can imagine us. It's 2,000 years in the future. Humans all live 300 years because of genetic alterations. And every public square is like the Parthenon, okay? Sure, you have your internet, but you also have the public spaces. You know, you've got your future space cafes and your video game holodeck facilities. And you have your big open squares where people get food and hang out. And it's the Parthenon. People talk ideas. People are walking around. You know, the discourse is lively and everybody is transgender, obviously, okay? I like that. That's a great idea. You know, you have a future society where things are worked out a little better. I'm here for it. The problem is, right now, the free marketplace of ideas is essentially billionaires tossing fat stacks of cash at fast talkers whose job it is to lie as convincingly as possible. That's the free marketplace of ideas. We're all walking around in this public square ant-sized at these gigantic, uh, 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 you know, profligators of misinformation, these demagogues, with soapboxes and megaphones scream at us, scream untruths at us. And some people are better than others, sure, but it's not exactly the Parthenon. That's the problem, okay? I just... I sympathize with people who like the idea of the free marketplace of ideas, but right now we are not in a position where its existence is really bringing us much good. It's not how we solve problems. Right now, we solve problems by making sure the political factions we agree with have the most power possible. And it's sad and it's cynical, but it's the truth. And so it's kind of, I feel, especially my family and on social media, is that they want to put me into submission to suppress my voice and my conservative opinions. I don't... I, I... I can kind of resonate with what you said, not necessarily from a family standpoint, but you know, from a like large scale general, you know, generally speaking, when somebody sees like uh, somebody like like me, just a, mm -hmm. a black man, mm -hmm. you know, like prominent in their beliefs about like, you know, uh, the greatness of you know pre-colonial Africa, or you know, just loving kente <laughs> cloth yeah. and stuff like that. There are presumptions made, and it, it obviously doesn't make people like me feel seen or heard or understood because you just seen me and made a bunch of assumptions, mm -hmm. you know, assumed a bunch of things. Like, right. I, I think we kind of have that problem, not only with social media but just in general. You know, there's biases um it's it's tough you know it's tough to have any different opinion mm -hmm. or any different voice all right you can bump it whatever you want to do <laughs> whatever uh whatever you guys prefer sorry nice to meet you a lot of fun thank you again to our sponsor dash yeah oh god this discourse what what conclusions did we even come to what did we learn did we learn anything we learn the FBI has caught on to the Minecraft euphemism. That's for sure. It's easy to inject nuance into these discussions from a distance, the way I'm doing right now, but realistically, you know, if I was actually there at one of those panels, uh, it's entirely possible that it would be as much of a worthless shit show. You know, it's, it's difficult to say.